0: Well, we're in the Book of Revelation. There are 22 chapters, and we're at verse 10, chapter 10. And this will be it. So we'll go till we finish. If it's 11:30 tonight, <laughs> I don't know how to do this quickly. Uh, um, I thought, you know, one of the ways to do it is everybody read. Start down the row, and everybody read. We'll make comments. That we finish the book but uh, that I think would take longer than we've got to so I'm just going to give you an overview of the chapters and if you got any questions uh, uh, you can ask them and maybe I can answer them and maybe I can't alright we had the uh, we ended up I think with the trumpet judgments am I correct? we went through that All right, we're in uh, chapter 10. This is an inset, and there are several insets in the book of Revelation. The best way that I can explain is a little literary device that we use when you write a western, uh, and you write, meanwhile, back at the ranch. And this takes, when you come to these insets in Revelation, it takes you all the way back to the beginning of the tribulation, and catches you up on what's been going on up to that point. And so uh, when we get to uh, chapter 10, this is an inset, and this was the uh, angel, then he said, I saw another strong angel coming down out of heaven, clothed with the cloud and the rainbow was upon his head, and his face was like the sun and his feet like pillars, and he had in his hand a little book which was open." And he placed his right hand on the sea and his left hand on the land. And he cried out with a loud voice as when a lion roared. And he had cried out the seven peals of thunder uttered their voices. And so uh, this is an angel now that has a book in his hand. Remember when uh, when we were in chapter four, John cried when he saw the father having the book in his hand, who's worthy to take that book, that title deed. Jesus Christ took the title deed. Now he's given either a portion of that book or the whole book to this angel. He's coming with a title deed to the earth and he's going to take over the earth. And so he talks about uh, the first woe that was given and and, uh, excuse me, he's, he's uh, in this interlude he answers the prayer of the saints somebody look at Revelation 610. Revelation six ten.
1: and they cried with a loud voice saying how long O Lord holy and true dost thou not judge and avenge the blood on them that dwell on the earth
0: ok these are the tribulation saints in heaven those that have been saved And their prayer is, how long is it going to be for you, Lord, before you avenge everything that's been going on? And this is the beginning of the answer to that prayer. He's now taking and assuming the role of uh, governing in heaven. In verse 5 of that chapter we read, The angel whom I now saw standing on the sea and on the land lifted up his right hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever who created the heaven and the things in it and the earth and the things in it and the sea and the things in it there will be delay no longer then John is told to eat the book digest it you know we say that occasionally Uh, you read a book you, you might say did you really digest what you heard or digest what you read. It is similar to that. Remember, he eats the book. It's very sweet, and it turns pitted. He's recommissioned here in verse 11 of chapter 10. And they said to me, You must prophesy again concerning many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. Any comments on 10? Okay, the preparation of Jerusalem now takes place in verse 11. And again, this chapter is an inset, like our Meanwhile Back at the Ranch. The first half of the tribulation is in chapter 11, 1 to 13. It takes us back to the first half of the 70th week recorded in Daniel. So it's a three and a half jump back. Verse 1 is Jewish verse 2 is Gentile there was given to me a measuring rod like a staff someone said get up and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship in it that's Jewish leave out the court verse 2 which is outside the temple and do not measure it for it has been given to the nations and they will tread underfoot the holy city for 42 months so uh, whenever the tribulation starts there is a temple and sacrifices are being taken place so there's a temple in Jerusalem and John is asked to measure the temple the sacred place of Jewish worship and after he measures it he measures only he leaves the court outside and Gentiles will trot under the city for 42 months that's three and a half years. And uh, then there's an evangelization by the witnesses, which is 1,265 days. That's three and a half years. If you take a lunar year being only 360 days to a year, and that's a Jewish year. They use the month. The moon goes around the uh, earth 29 and a half years. So we have here the domination of the uh, then we have uh, in this chapter chapter 11 we have the two witnesses and uh, some people think that the two witnesses are uh, Elijah and Enoch because neither one of them died and it's appointed unto man once to die the only problem with using that verse in that case if the rapture should happen tonight I, su- I assume everybody in this room would go to heaven anyway. and you wouldn't die so I don't think you can use that argument it's not disappointed under man wants to buy it, but there's a whole generation or two that are going to heaven without dying so I don't, I don't think it holds that Enoch would be part of it The other argument is it's Elijah and Moses because the miracles that they perform represent or look like Elijah and Moses. So uh, there's been quite a bit of discussion about it. If you went to Dallas Seminary and you sat under Walbert and Pentecost, then you would say that these are two future prophets. And the argument is then that uh, Elijah, prophecy of Malachi, Elijah would come. uh, And uh, when John the Baptist was born, the angel told Zacharias that he would preach in the ministry and power of Elijah. So John the Baptist preached in the Jordan River Valley And Jesus comes down from the Mount of Transfiguration. And they talk to him, what about uh, Elijah coming? And Jesus said, Elijah has come. And they understood that to be John the Baptist. Now, if if Jesus made a bona fide offer of the kingdom to Israel, then Elijah would, uh, excuse me, John the Baptist would have fulfilled the prophecy of Elijah. And personally, I believe in mine bona fide offer. It wasn't a fake offer to Israel. Here's the kingdom, if you will believe. And they rejected it. So you can work it out in your own mind. and You will not be dismissed from the church if you disagree. (laughs) So form your own opinion on it. Everybody at Grace Seminary, where I left, believed it was Elijah and Moses.
2: What did you believe?
0: Pardon?
2: What did
0: you believe? I believe it, with Dallas on this
1: That's what David Jeremiah believed. What? It's Moses and Elijah. Yeah, good for mean, him. As well
2: as
0: <laughs> <laughs> So that's his position. I think there's legitimate
1: disagreement on that. I don't have, I'm not. A good guy on show. I think Urban Lutzer is the same. Sure. All of them guys that I know of. Most of them at least that are on BOT radio.
0: That's what well if they're on BOT radio.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that that is would true. tell you. Spy, right? yeah.
0: I used to be on BOT radio <laughs> yeah. with radio spots, in. Yeah. Kansas City and uh, that was an interesting radio program. I knew some of the announcers there and uh, yeah. hardly any of them went to church. They were turned off by the box. Oh, yeah. Okay, chapter 12. Any, any off, Anything on the two witnesses other than their ministry? Uh, they did perform miracles similar to what Moses, bringing down fire. If anybody opposed their ministry, they killed them. And when they when finally at the I believe they ministered at the first half of the tribulation, finally there they were had such success that the Antichrist takes over at the half of the tribulation and he makes sure they're eliminated. And disgraced them three and a half days on the pavement in Jerusalem. And all the world witnesses this and then suddenly all the world sees these two witnesses resurrected and gone to heaven. A lot of my reason too for not taking Moses and Elijah is really theological. Number one, why would you have to die twice? At least in Elijah's case and not Elijah but Moses why would you after 4,000 years being in glory come back and minister under the most severe days in the world that's a problem I can't get around alright number 12 the sun clothed woman and the dragon here's another insect when we read in chapter 12, the, the sun clothed woman is really Israel. Uh, she has uh, sun and the moon. Remember when you, in, back in Genesis, when Joseph had a dream, who were the sun and moon? Mom and Dad. Jacob and. Yeah. Mom and Dad. Mom and Dad. And uh, she had on her head 12 stars, who represent what? 12 tribes. She was with child. And she cried out, being in labor and pain. Another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads, ten horns, and on his head were seven diadems. And a tail swept away a third of the stars of heaven, and he threw them to the earth. The dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth so that when she gave birth, she might devour the child. The great dragon is identified in verse 9. The great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old who is called the devil, Satan, and who deceives the whole earth. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. So who's the dragon?
1: Satan. Satan. Yeah.
0: And he's opposed to the woman who's Israel, has been opposed ever since she appeared on the scene with Abraham. And all through the years there's been this struggle against the woman, and she had one desi- he had one desire, and that was to kill the child who was born, which is Jesus Christ. Christ. And then there's a war in heaven in verse seven. Michael and his archangels waging war with dragon. The dragon waged war. Satan now has access to heaven. I'm in the book of Job. Job starts out the first two chapters. What? What's going on? Jesus is that God is as though reviewing the troops of his angels, and lo and behold, there's there's the devil. He says, what do you think of Job? My righteous guy down here, Job. The devil said, why isn't he righteous? He's the richest man in the world. Take away his riches, but don't touch him. God's build a hedge around every one of us. And Satan cannot get to us without God's permission. So no temptation will test you greater than you can bear. God knows how much you can bear. So no matter if you feel like you've had a satanic or demonic trial, it's not greater than you can bear. Now what Job thought he could bear was, found out that he could bear quite a bit. I'm not sure all of us are fit to do that, but Every temptation we receive, according to 1 Corinthians 10, 13, is common to man. Your problems are no different than anybody else in the world has. And if you think you've got a problem different than anybody else, that's a hide of pride. You're facing problems like everybody else is, and so on. Alright. So that's the first part of it. Then we come to the end of it and uh, they rejoice that Satan has been cast down. Verse 12. But, he says, Woe to the earth and woe and, and see, because the devil has come down to you having great wrath. Why? He knows he has a short time to keep his kingdom alive. And he chases the woman into the desert. And the desert protects the woman, and many people think that's Petra. There's only one way into Petra, and that's in some cases just a donkey, a man on a donkey can walk through that particular uh, way. I was talking to Arnold Fuchtenbaum years ago, and uh, I said, it's kind of interesting, can't they bomb the place out when you think about this? He said, right. You can you can put an end to a $26 million jet by one little plastic thing. They're that fragile. And by the time you get to the two and a half years, uh, three and a half years of tribulation and further, there may not be many planes flying. Because how is this war, the end war, going to be fought? Unfortunately. On horses. On horses. hand-to-hand combat, you won't be sitting there playing like a video game.
3: You'll be in the trenches fighting. Yeah, a question. So, the beginning of that chapter where it talks about the woman and having a son and the son is Christ and the woman flees to the wilderness in verse 6. So, does a does an actual woman come to earth and give birth to a child? Or is this this a, is Mary. So it's describing the Israel picture.
0: Israel is a nation, but she is the woman of Israel. Just like the son is Jesus Christ. And, this, and Satan is the snake. Yeah. So You'll notice that he has on his heads, uh, he's riding a red dragon, seven heads, that's empires, ten horns, that's nations. And on his head are seven diadems. There are there are a string of nations going back to Egypt that controlled Israel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we get done with the Roman Empire, and then there's another one
3: still coming, who is the Antichrist. And this is the Antichrist. So this is this chapter is basically telling the story from yes, it is. Christ through to the ending. Yes. And notice he didn't get the son. Notice
0: in verse 5 she gave birth to a son, a mage, male child, who is to rule all the nations. Where do you find that in the Bible? Psalm 2. The son is going to rule all the nations, but he doesn't get him because what happened to him? Her child was what? Taken up. Yeah, he was ascended. Sure. He has no access to us.
1: Daniel
0: 9. Yeah. four, five, 5, 6. Alright. Now let's look at the Antichrist. The dragon, who's, who's oh, we've already identified the dragon as Satan. Okay. The dragon was sitting, was stood on the sand of the seashore. Then I saw a beast coming out of the sea having ten horns. Seven heads, and on his horns were ten diadems, and on his head were blasphemous names. And the beast which I saw was like a leopard; his feet were like those of a bear, mouth like a mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him power. So he's describing him from the vision of Daniel chapter seven. He has parts of all those kingdoms. In Daniel, I remember seven, he saw these the beasts coming. So now you have the Antichrist. Verse 3, I saw one of his heads as if it had been slain, and a fatal wound was healed, and the whole earth was amazed and followed after the heart. Uh, The terminology that is used here in uh, verse uh, uh, 3, it had been slain, was uh, his terminology in this section that the Antichrist is actually dead, killed. And he comes to life. And this is, as we would say, the satanic trinity. And so you have the Father represented by the dragon on the sea. The beast coming out of the sea is the Antichrist. And later in this chapter, we get the false prophet. Now, think of this. The world has heard enough gospel that when they see a person killed and raised again, they all follow it. They follow the lie. It's so much like the truth. The dangerous thing about false teaching and theology, the closer to the truth it is, the worse it is. deserving, And this is much as close as Satan can get to the Trinity and the world follows him. And after he's raised from the dead the cry is who can make war with the beast? If the beast were on the uh, tonight on television on the debate he'd win the debate hands down says who can beat him basically is that what you're saying look what he can do verse 6 he opened his mouth and blasphemed against God to blaspheme his name his tabernacle and and his tabernacle and those are in heaven it was given to him to make war with the saints and other places say he's a great orator he can sway it people listen we had a saying in our homiletics class and seminar. Weak point, amplified. The louder you get, the more excited you get in preaching and teaching, and presses more and more people, even though it turns them off. Go ahead.
3: I appreciate your question, Thomas. So just go ahead. Verse eight all who dwell on the earth will worship him, everyone whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of life, of the Lamb who has been slain. Does that lead you more to believe that there are Christians at this time or that there aren't Christians at this time? There'll be be Christians, sir. So it's everyone will worship him except those who have been written in the book of life. Okay. i
2: got a question. Does the Antichrist
1: dying from back to life does
0: Satan have that kind of power? Or is it Satan does. Uh, but Satan only has power that God gives him. I, I don't want to minimize Satan's power but I want you to understand that Satan is a created creature of God and God moves him sovereignly like a puppet on a string. God's in charge. If you want to resist resist the devil, what does it say in James? Submit to God. And he will flee from you. In Jude, Michael, the high archangel, the number one archangel, and Satan had a conflict over Moses' body. And what did Satan do? He said, the Lord rebuked him. He didn't cast Satan out like some preachers on the radio or television can do. I rebuke Satan. You don't have that kind of power. You don't have that kind of uh, power. I don't have that kind of power. You've got to resort to God. And you gotta say, the Lord rebuke you. Submit to him. And by the way, there's no instructions in the epistles that we throw out demons. <coughs> Go ahead.
2: So since all of this is under judgments, that God has ordained, Yes. That gives Credibility to what you're saying about Satan being allowed Mm -hmm. to have the power Mm -hmm. only because this is part of the judgment. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Uh, Saturday morning, uh, we had dinner with or dinner breakfast with uh, Jack Kirsten. We got talking about prophecy, and he made, I thought, a very astute comment. He said, The rapture, he said, We're not. We're waiting for the rapture, but obviously there's one or two more dominoes to be set up before you tip it over. I probably shared this with someone. And his point was, before the the rapture has two things to happen before it can happen: one for the Jew and one for the church. For the church, before the rapture comes, there has to be a great apostasy. What you're seeing now is a real decay in morality in the church. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Somebody look at that. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Did I share this with the Tuesday morning group? You shared it with that single group. And the single group. I was really impressed. 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is the church. So the decay of the church... You want to know the truth? It's going to get worse. Every once in a while you hear people say, we're going to have a great revival. No. It's going to get worse. 2 Timothy 3.1, what does it say?
1: But understand this, that in the last minute there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, Heartless, uh, unappeasable, sinners without self-control, brutal, not wanting good, treacherous, reckless, swollen, <laughs> conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than
0: lovers of God. So in the latter times, this is what's going to happen. Church will really decay. But for Israel, they're not a church. But for Israel, it will be war. When you read the uh, Olivet Discourse as given in Matthew 24, what do you start out with? Wars and... Rivers of the war. War. That's to Israel. So it's going to get hairy for Israel. <coughs> Which is going to cause the people who destroyed Jerusalem in Daniel chapter 9, verse 26. A prince is gonna come out of that group of nations and gonna sign a peace treaty for seven years with Israel to protect them. The treaty will be strong enough for them to build a temple. And where's the temple gonna be built? On the Temple Mount, which right now is the dome of Omar which is the third most popular place for the Arabs, for Muslims. So uh, that's what really starts the tribulation in the 70 week of Daniel, when you start counting, when that treaty is signed. That could be signed tomorrow. I don't know, I it think it's gonna happen real fast these days. Those
1: things can get in motion before the rapture. Right. Just like the things in 2 Timothy have been in motion for a while.
0: Right. You're st- it, the rapture is like you're at a play, like a high school play. And you're waiting there, and you're waiting for the play to begin, like a junior play. So you can play and the curtain is shut. And you're seeing people walk behind the curtain, carrying stuff to behind the curtain. And you're hearing a noise back there. But when does a place start? When they open when the curtain. When they open the curtain. That's the rapture. So, what I'm saying is, when the rapture happens, all what's going to take place in Revelation and other prophetic portions of Scripture will be unfolded immediately. So, you and I, whereas there's no specific reference, to a prophetic uh, sign to happen before the rapture, you're gonna see the people move in place. What's interesting to me, that because I believe in an imminent return of Jesus Christ ever since uh, Christ descended, is that it's always looked this way. When I was born, not in 28, (laughs) (laughs) but in 52, when,
2: <laughs> when, uh,
0: when I was born, The uh, the uh, whole world was in a mess. Second World War was about to begin, and and, and uh, uh, just shortly after I was born, uh, the uh, they bombed Pearl Harbor, and they did all kinds of things. And people in fundamental churches were saying, "This is; these are signs of the rapture." 1950s in the Cold War. Kissinger was the Antichrist. Uh, all these people are the Antichrist. You know. And so, for the believers, it always does look like it's ready to happen because God has made it so that we would live in the hope of the of the rapture.
1: Yes. Um do you think that every sign in the Bible really refers to the second advent and not really to the rapture?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: I don't think there's any prophetic sign for the rapture. Which is why it's referred to as a mystery. Right. You're to live in the hope that it could happen at any
3: What you can We sang an
2: interesting song Sunday. We always sing at Christmas, but when you read it, it's O come O come Emmanuel.
3: Uh huh.
2: A lot of that is Second Come. Yeah. Yeah. Like O come all you faithful. Joy to the world.
0: The Lord. Why? It's the next line. The Lord has come. And it describes the millennium. Okay, chapter fourteen, you have the Zion vision and the great harvest. Uh, scene 1 is the lamb with the 144,000, 12,000 meteorites. Uh, scene 2 is a climatic announcements about prophesied coming period. still yet. Um, scene 3 is the harvest of the saved and the destruction of the lost. Now you get to chapter 12. You have seven angels and you have their bowls of wrath bulls are given to uh, the angels the men of the earth that challenged God like Pharaoh of old who is your God? remember Pharaoh? Mm-hmm. I don't know your God <laughs> why should I be afraid? oh, how many plagues hit him? Yeah. was he convinced? Yeah. I don't know no <laughs> when he let you people go get out of here, we're tired of your plagues as soon as they left he sent his army after And what happened to the army? Drowned. Verse uh, chapter 17, 16. He, uh, here's the six bulls one evil and rotten sores, two, one is a poured out on the sea, turns to blood, plows, doors out on the water. The hundred, This Here's your climate the, the scorching of the sun darkness in the kingdoms of the beast, the drying up of the Euphrates and that's for to bring all the nations to the east to war against Israel and then you have the removal of mountains and islands you're not going to have the barriers that you have today you know why we have such a dry climate is we're the only continent in the United States with mountains from the the Arctic Circle down to the equator. And so the westerly trade winds lose all their moisture on the west coast. And so consequently, we have to get our moisture from where? The Gulf Gulf of Mexico. We very seldom get any rain from the Pacific Ocean. And we have no mountains at the North Pole to us and no, no restraining mountains from the Gulf of Mexico to us. So there's a mingling of hot, moist air with cold, dry air, and when they clash, you get tornadoes. we have tornadoes and we have all kinds of thing. All right, Scarlet Woman and the Beast. Verse uh, chapter 17. The scarlet uh, this chapter describes the destruction of religious Babylon. Four women are used in scripture to represent true and false religion. Remember Jezebel? She represents what? Paganism. The scarlet woman in Revelation 17 represents false religion. The scarlet woman is a prostitute. And when the truth is mingled with prostitution, that's what it's act. you know in the Old Testament, when they worship uh, false gods, God considered that adultery to him. And it's adultery when you mix uh, idols with Christianity or false teaching. The bride of Christ represents the church, and the sun-clothed woman represents Israel. So the scarlet woman has suppressed the nations of the earth with her wine and her sensuality. The beast uses her for a domination of the world. When he has it, he destroys her. He uses false religion to get his power. And you can see that uh, in uh, Ryan's church history class. The the uh, church and the popes were together. Our ancestors came over here because they didn't want state to mix with religion. And uh, so religion has a strong power drawing people together. It's interesting, uh, we talked about Bot, ba- the uh, father of the clan. When I moved to uh, Kansas City, Wichita was fighting abortion. They were, it was really a mess of people were being dragged on the buses and wouldn't give their names, or the Christians. And then uh, when I got to Kansas City, it was in Buffalo, New York. They were running the same thing, an in anti-abortion in, uh, in New York. And Bot said, I had the greatest worship service ever in jail. They put him in jail, along with a priest, and along with a Jewish rabbi. And he said the three of us had a great worship service. You have a priest who doesn't think that Jesus Christ was sufficient, and you had a rabbi who doesn't even believe in Jesus Christ. How can you have a worship service? you see how you see how the devil unites Christians with unbelievers and compromises the faith over social issues
2: mm-hmm.
0: over morality we're not to go into all the world and straighten out the morals what are we to do preach the gospel that straightens out the morals morality is not is very high I'm I believe that morality, and I'm anti-abortion, I'm anti-slavery, I'm anti-all of this. But the cure to that is preach the gospel. They had all that in the days of the Roman Empire. When babies were born, they didn't want the baby. They hit the baby with a hammer in the head and threw him in the tiger's room. When the, when the emperor came into came into Rome. He would come into Rome, lead a military parade and he would have all the little boys with which he had his actions. That's how low the government was. We're not that bad yet. It may not be long, but we're not that bad yet. Okay. The Doom of Babel. Uh, this the, the uh, Antichrist rises a scar- ra- rides a scarlet uh, woman until he's, she sits on him. That's the way it goes. And then uh, the horse gets rid of her. I've had her. I don't want her anymore. And at that point the Antichrist goes to Jerusalem. Babylon is destroyed. Religious Babylon is destroyed commercial Babylon is destroyed. He goes to Jerusalem and where does he end up? In the temple. This is the desolation of abomination. When the Antichrist steps into the temple in Jerusalem and says, I am your Christ. Then if you're a believer in Jerusalem, what are you to do? Get out of Dodge quick. Don't even go into your house if you're in the field. If you're on the roof, don't go in.
1: And hope it's not the Sabbath. Pardon? And hope that it's not yeah, the Sabbath. Yeah, it's, it's not on the
0: Sabbath because nothing moves. Israel on the Sabbath. And hope you're not pregnant. The Doom of Babylon. This chapter ends all commerce of the world. Look at what commerce is doing to our own nation. We gotta have commerce with China, who's out to destroy us. And look at the greed in commerce. It's all destroyed. Babylon goes up in smoke. And the whole world is sad. But, what happens in chapter 19? Somebody read 19, verses
1: 14 to 16. The <laughs> armies of heaven were following him, riding on the white horses, and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Out of his mouth comes a sharp sword, sword with which to strike down the nations. He, he will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and and on his side he has a name written King of Kings, the Lord of Lords.
0: Build your chapter around that. What happens to the beast and the prophet, the false prophet? They're thrown into the lake of fire. They do not pass go. They go directly to the lake of fire. You know, that's what they, Satan thinks of his best helpers. People give themselves to Satan and work because the beast is a man. The false prophet is a man. Human beings. They give themselves over to Satan. And when Satan's done with them, where do they end up? He destroys them all. I mean, yeah, he uses them. Yeah, he just uses you and he's done it. But if you work for Christ, what happens? You're rewarded. And you have blessings forever. Why is it so hard for people to make that decision? They're incorrigible, they're blind. Okay, in verse chapter 20, we talked about this many times. You have the great white throne, all the dead all the ages up to the time of the millennium or at the end of the millennium stand before Jesus Christ and are judged out of the book of what? In Revelation. Here's the throne. Jesus is on the throne. And he opens the book of what? Book Book of life life first now he says okay charlie brown i'll look your name up you know i've looked for all i see all the browns in the book of life but there's no charlie okay what's the next book
1: but the worst
0: works okay charlie what did you do Well, I went to Countryside Bible Church. I went every Sunday except when I had something else. I was a nice guy. I gave to the building program. But why isn't your name in this book? How do you get in this book? Got to be born again. Okay. How does your work stack up with this work? You've come short of the glory of God. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. The Bible says. But according to his mercy he has saved us. And that's in that section. And then also he takes Satan and he binds him for 1,000 years. Six times. One thousand years, and when we started this study, remember we talked about it—that this is the one thing that covenantalists, theologians, or all-millennialists hate. This section, because of the one thousand, they have to change it. They have to call it uh, figurative. They have to spiritualize it. If you keep it, if you keep it literal, it's literal. majority of churches in the world today are deny this this whole chapter as to its literal view then revelation 21 to 22
1: what why would they uh, I don't understand why if why is a thousand different than the seven you know you have Many sevens, and okay. So you'd have to spiritualize every one of them too. Yeah. Some cases. In we some know. cases, they must do it that way. Then.
0: Anything that disagrees with them, then in the Bible, then they have to justify. Justify yeah. It either is not inspired, or it's, uh, or you can't understand it, okay. and uh, you don't understand the literal <coughs> of the scripture. And that's what Satan wants. Satan can't keep you from being saved, but Satan can distort
1: what you believe about the Bible. In a nutshell, what would be their answer to the 70 weeks of Daniel then? Figured it. Yeah.
0: Probably ate too much for dinner and had a wild dream that night. (laughs) (laughs) So then is a the whole Bible figure Then why is the whole Bible figurative? Well, it's not figurative or you like it.
3: No. Then what? It, yeah, good. Good. You the develop a
0: scheme. That's what's happened. You have developed a scheme. You've developed a system. You've developed a theology. And you then interpret everything with that theology. And you know we do the same thing ourselves. We get a notion of what's right and what's wrong? And then a, a verse may contradict that. Then we say, then we and we don't follow it. We'll, we'll explain that verse away. We're all guilty of that. got a system in our head I mean, I, I've had, you know, I, I've had
3: some beliefs over the years that have been knocked in the just by studying the scriptures. Isn't that what the Pharisees? Did they took each law one by one and figured out ways to justify not following (coughs) it? That's happening all the time. Church
1: is right around us. Denominationalism does a lot of that though when you want to follow a creed of a church. Or a preacher. Or a preacher. Yeah. Either way. I could name some
0: preachers that had a big following. Yeah. Right. And I've led people astray. Right. So finally everything's restored in chapters twenty-one. Have you read these few verses? Chapter twenty-one, verses three and four. Someone read that please.
1: And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold the tabernacle of God is among men And he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people,
0: and God Himself will be among them. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death, there will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. Okay, that's the eternal state. How about 21:10?
3: And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain, and showed me the holy city Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God.
0: Where's the new Jerusalem going to be? On earth. What are its dimensions? Sixteen hundred C- miles.
1: Yeah,
0: One thousand five hundred miles. Cube square. Okay. Cube. Yeah. That's the city. That's the city. What is the <coughs> tallest building in the world today? Anybody know?
3: It's the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. Yeah. Dubai. <laughs> I don't know it is. Real <laughs> tall. Have you been there? Yeah. You've seen it? I've been on it. You've been, You've on, been, it? been on it? i just I'm scared of heights.
2: <laughs> Does it
3: sway when you're at the top? Uh, a few inches, but you don't feel it. <laughs> OK.
0: This city will be 1,500 miles high. And it will be 1,500 miles wide and 1,500 miles long. There will be, it will always be lit. It will always be lit. There will still be a sun and moon, but this will always be lit. Look at verses 21. Read uh, Re- Revelation 21, verses 24 to 26.
2: And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor unto it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day, and there shall be no night there. And there shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it,
0: okay nations are going to be there on the earth as well and they'll bring all their jewels and all their precious things to this city and you and I will be living in that city ruling with the Lord
1: we'll be there all the time
0: you sound like you're going to be
2: bored.
1: <laughs> no, but I want to go in the country once in a I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going to be bored. He, <laughs> he, doesn't <laughs> <like siblings>. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't
2: like cities. He doesn't <laughs> like
3: cities. He doesn't like cities. You won't <laughs> be bored. I know, been, I know that.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'd say this. We live in a cursed earth, but there's some very beautiful things in this earth that are cursed. What is the Grand Canyon? Grand Canyon is nothing in it, a crack in the earth that when God raised up to drain the water from the flood, you have a crack there and the water from the earth ran through it. And we go there and we say, this is part of the curse and it's beautiful. Same way with the mountains. Can you imagine what it will be like when God makes it beautiful? If he can do that with the cursed earth, what can he do when he purposely makes something beautiful? And that's what he's going to do. This earth ain't seen nothing yet. And we're going to enjoy
1: it. Do you know what the uh the church or the Gentile nations are more of a heavenly uh, kingdom and Israel is more of the earthly type or do you put them all in the same category?
0: Uh, I don't know that you can make that stark of a division because I think the Old Testament saints will mingle with us as well.
1: And so the New Jerusalem though it is in the Heavens, probably close to earth, you will have. I think a, it's honor. Earth. Honor, earth. okay. You could also go either direction now. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's go back. Yeah. What did Abraham look for? Well, a city. Made a by? God. Yeah. yeah. That's a city. Yeah.
0: They yeah, all look for a city. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, verse nine. By faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for a city whose foundation, whose architect and builder is God. Verse. 13 All these died in faith without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance and having confessed that they were what? Strangers and exiles on this earth. That's what you are. Supposed to be. We're supposed to have that kind of love toward what's going on. We recognize we belong to the devil. Well, I mean, excuse me. We belong to Christ. <laughs> That's <a> bad. <laughs> we belong to Christ, and we're not, and we're not to love this world.
1: First John, chapter two. Verse 16 here says that God has prepared for them a city. Yeah. And so there it is. There it is.
3: That's interesting because like we've never we've seen nature designed by God, right? Like we've seen, but we've never seen like a a dwelling or like a a city to beat that word to death. You know, as a farmer, and
0: we're growing up in the in the Midwest, cities uh, okay, but we have great cities in the world where people go: Paris, London. You know, in some of these cities, and Tokyo and what have you. You go to these cities, but there'll be none like this. It has a foundation of what twelve. Twelve apostles. The names of the apostles are in that city, and the names of the tribes of Israel. Who's the cornerstone? Right. Yeah. So that's that's the end. That's that's what's ahead. What what man messed up? The first man messed up. First Adam, the last Adam will straighten so That's story
2: people that don't
0: believe this really lose out on oh side. they lose out terribly there's going to be communication there's going to be singing there's going to be joy there's going to be a fellowship one with another there's going to be perfect harmony and uh, the whole world will have a positive attitude we you know God can't just cannot describe it except in the negative no cry, no separation
1: no dying I don't know if I had a class in Revelation, but it, <clears throat> excuse me, it says Revelation is a book of hope. We always, I always used to, when I was, used to think it was all this crazy stuff going, you know, bad stuff. But it's a book of hope. <laughs> it's a book of hope. Well, that attitude,
0: Jerry, is of most of Christians. <laughs> <laughs> They're scared of death of this book.
1: <laughs> but we shouldn't be. Yeah, Christians are not. Got it. Okay, i got to ask
2: them. Okay, so. We go to heaven, but then our final home will be heaven on earth in this.
0: That'll be your final home. We'll but we'll be, heaven but on earth. we'll
2: be in heaven with God when we die. Mm-hmm. But then our final destination will be this beautiful
0: Beautiful city. earth.
2: Beautiful city. Because the earth will be destroyed and everything will No, be the, moved, not the All the mountains. It, I
0: believe the earth will be renovated. Renovated, okay. The fire in and, and mm-hmm. Second Peter 3 is a renovation. Okay. Hmm. Uh, turn to Psalm 115.
2: It's just hard to.
0: Because you've always been taught that heaven has been somewhere, yeah, somewhere in the outer
2: zone. yes, Psalm mm-hmm. right. 115.
3: Fifteen? Or... Yeah, I think I said
2: fifteen. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, 115, verse 16. What does it say?
2: The heavens
0: are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth He has given to the sons of men. Okay. The earth belongs to this. And He made bodies for us to live on this earth and enjoy. It. We're not spirits like angels.
3: We have a physical bodies. Well, that's just created more questions. So, <laughs> will heaven continue to exist when we're on the earth, and will there be, a, like, will we be here and angels will be in heavenly places, or? It be. Okay, I don't know. No. Possible.
1: I
0: think we'll communicate with the angels. We'll see angels, even though they're spirit beings. will probably out there. Vision to see them, I assume. I don't know
2: we judge I assume. angels. Lord? So
0: we judge angels. Yeah, we're going to judge them. 1 Corinthians
2: <laughs> so A lot of
0: stuff we don't know. Go ahead. Uh,
2: we receive our uh, glorified bodies at the rapture. Yes. Is that correct? Okay.
0: The Israelites will receive their glorified body at the beginning of the kingdom.
2: So this whole thing about soul sleep comes because they don't
0: they don't want to go to hell <laughs> they'd rather sleep than go to hell
2: <laughs> so so the, the interim between death and receiving glorified body that's where they come up with that isn't that right?
0: yeah that's where uh, uh, Jehovah Witnesses they have a soul sleep there uh, Seventh-day Adventists do not believe in hell, and neither do the Jehovah's Witnesses. But they have soul sleep between when you die and when the Lord comes, For the Christian. I've heard Christians do that. I've had Christians say, oh, when I die, I'll, it'll be like I'm asleep. And then I'll wake up when the Lord comes. That's not true. Uh, To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So the minute you walk through uh, the experience of death, whatever that is, whenever that is, at that moment you meet Christ.
2: So then do you think our bodies will be like, didn't you say once maybe 33 like Jesus was? When we're resurrected, yes. Will we have our babies? Or will everybody
0: be everybody will be like Jesus
2: everybody will
0: be like every aborted baby will be adult like Jesus so there's probably more people in heaven than now because half the world dies in infancy how many miscarriages yeah Some people are going to have four or five people in kids. Are, it won't be kids, but they'll have adults in there. So, you know, when you read about and people talk about the Bible, how cruel it is, you know, some of the Psalms says, smash the babies. And uh, God said to Joshua, kill everyone, man, woman, and child. Uh, It was grace to the children. Otherwise, they'd have grown up in a pagan society and the possibility of them. Trusting in Christ would have never happened. So God's gracious in judgment.
3: You did it. Okay, I finished You finished the kingdom. It's over.
0: (laughs) No, you ought to study it more. Actually, this has been a very, uh, I've really enjoyed this study because it opened my eyes to a lot of things that I see differently. I changed my theology to see it differently. How important the kingdom is to God. How important it is. And that our future is. uh, That God is raising us and developing in this particular period of our life to live in that. And to enjoy it all of you have been places where you really enjoy it and the greatest enjoyment you have ever had doesn't touch the enjoyment that you'll have here, even in the city here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that helped me was, was the United States in putting that into perspective mm-hmm. because we as Americans thought. You know, United States. Yeah. And so this has really been helpful to understand that even if this fails and it will, that it's there's a greater kingdom uh-huh. that God is.
0: Remember we read tonight, every nation will be destroyed. If the rapture doesn't happen, say until another hundred and fifty years the possibility of America being here and free? The way you look at it now, what are the chances? This is one divided country. And I saw on my i when I opened my uh, computer to study, I get Fox News, and then I got a bunch of pictures, of, uh, all kinds of little articles. There was an article in the one this morning, what if we had civil war, how would it be
1: divided? Mm-hmm. That's scary. What's well, scary they are talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Because we have some really kooky ideas coming down. The gas is going up and we're shutting oils down. Yeah. Yeah. Get rid of your stove. Get rid of light bulbs. What are they doing? Who is running this thing?
2: Satan. I think an important thing too is on these candidates as we listen to them. What is their view of Israel? Yeah. And our support for them. i was shocked. One of the guys I was kind of impressed with. He said one of the uh, first things he'll do is cut aid. The,
0: the president of Grace Seminary when I was there was Dr. Herman he was our big prophetic writer mm-hmm. and uh, he really knew the word and I just read his book again this afternoon on Revelation just to bone myself up and he makes this he made this statement in class he said the purpose for the United States and its power was to unite all the other countries in four different groups for the end of the world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do you mean four different groups? North, South, East because they all culminated in, in groups. And that the, he said, that's what I see the purpose of the United States. It was so powerful, it forced all these other nations to form alliances, Russia, China. And you got a whole army coming across from Uh, In the the Battle of Armageddon, which we didn't even discuss tonight, but in the Battle of Armageddon, you got all these. Every nation of the world will be there. And all of these nations have formed together under one leader who rules the world for three and a half years, the Antichrist. And we do not have a world leader today who's got much Christmas. Our
2: president
3: doesn't have it. Rod, not that everything needs a bow on it, but I'm a simple person. As the as you've now done the kingdom for I think a year and a half, which I believe started as a ten week adventure. But what what has been like your big takeaway from from studying for I guess my big takeaway is how much it dominates the whole Bible how
0: much it dominates the whole Bible we were Tuesday morning we, were, we just finished the book of Acts and we were talking about when Paul uh, was shipped to Rome the first time and he met with all the Israelites in Acts chapter 28 what did he talk about? the kingdom of
2: God,
0: the kingdom of God. all there. And the book of Acts starts that way. Will you at this time start the kingdom? And when I went through Revelation, the other thing is all the things we read, the kingdom was not invoked until chapter 21. It's still future. We're not living in the kingdom of God. We're living as
2: aliens in Satan's world.